Good morning. It's March 2nd, 2022. This is To My Liberal Friends, and I'm John Haddo. Well, President Joe Biden gave his first State of the Union address last night. And looking at it, we just want to look and see what did he say and what did he not say. And I talked a little bit about what I thought he would say and not say yesterday. A typical thing about State of the Union is it's a chance for a president to glow about what he thinks he's accomplished and lay out his agenda for what he thinks he's going to accomplish in the, in the coming year. He didn't have a real good case to put forward what he's accomplished, but he made the best of it. He started out his speech, expectedly, talking about the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Now, it wouldn't be a Joe, Joe Biden speech if he didn't make a major gaffe. And I'm going to quote, he said, Putin may circle Kiev with tanks, but he will never gain the hearts and souls of the Iranian people. And you could see Vice President Kamala Harris in the background mouthing the word Ukrainian instead of Iranian. Of course, now anybody who reads the printed version of the speech, you will see he meant to say Ukrainian. But that's typical of Joe Biden. He makes these gaffes on a regular basis. <clears throat> in his speech, he also, and I'm going to use some of the quotes he did, said, quote, And unlike the $2 trillion tax cut passed in the previous administration that benefited the top 1% of Americans, my American Rescue Plan helped working people and left no one behind, end quote. Well, let's talk about that because I worked on that 2017 bill. And for all the left wing and Democrats screaming and yelling that it gave only the rich a benefit, the New York Times even had to finally admit that the tax cuts flowed down to the middle class and the working poor. And the upper income people of this country, the top 1%, are still paying 80-some percent of the federal income taxes, and the top 10% pay over 90%. He then said, in fact, quote, our economy created over 6.5 million new jobs last year, more jobs created in one year than ever before in American history, end quote. Well, that's true, and it's not true. It's true because the pandemic forced so many people out of work that we lost a record number of jobs. So eventually, as the pandemic eased, those jobs were going to come back. So that's sort of a false claim. Then he turned to infrastructure and he said, that's what, quote, that's why it's so important to pass the bipartisan infrastructure law, the most sweeping investment to rebuild American history, end quote. Well, thank you, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, but I thought the New Deal was the most sweeping investment to rebuild American history. Uh, but if Biden wants to claim his, that's okay. But the key point there was he said it was bipartisan. And that is he negotiated with a bipartisan group of members of Congress and got it passed. Unlike the Build Back Better bill, which was wholly written by Democrats and only negotiated with Democrats and still has not included negotiations on a bipartisan agreement. And he had to finally admit that it's going nowhere and he's going to have to build, break it apart and pass parts. And there are parts of that bill that can gain bipartisan support. But let's put them through regular order of the House and Senate, pass them in the committees, hold hearings, bring witnesses, testify, and hold markups on the bill, and then bring them to the floor. Then he turned to some of the things that he likes to harp on. He brought up insulin, and he said it costs about $10 a vial to make. Now, that may be true, but he, what he doesn't say is what it costs to develop. And then he doesn't factor in how many drugs a drug company might try to develop but never get to market, but they spend billions of dollars in that R&D trying to get them there. So just saying it costs $10 a vow to make is not really a true function.
He then said he wants to, quote, cut the cost of child care. Many families pay up to $14,000 a year for child care per child. And under my plan, nobody earning less than $400,000 a year will pay an additional penny in new taxes. Nobody, end quote. Well, let's look at the child care. What he's talking about is taking tax dollars from one group of people and giving them to another to pay for their, and, and to qualify that, you can make $100,000, $200,000 a year and still get a tax credit for your child care. Well, pardon me, but I don't think if you're making a couple hundred thousand a year, you need any tax credit for that <clears throat> at all. And so, and then when he says nobody under $400,000 a year making less up to that is going to pay a single cent in new taxes, well, that's just baloney. Anybody who knows it, that's baloney. If you want to raise taxes on things like capital gains and other things, it will catch people making less than 400000 They will pay more in taxes. Then he said, quote, and this was the controversial one, we should all agree. The answer is not to defund the police. The answer is to fund the police with resources and training they need to protect our communities. Well, that didn't go over too well with some of the people in this country. Kamala Harris was ironic. She's applauding his comments on funding the police, but kind of looks stupid because she's called for defunding the police in the past and raised, actually raised money to bail people out who riot, rioted, demanding we defund the police. And did you look at Maxine Waters' face when that happened? Boy, could she look any more displeased or somber. And some black members were upset that Biden was asking to fund the police and didn't mention Black Lives Matter, which is something they thought he should have mentioned. So then we look at what happened in the post speech. In that speech, but one more thing, in the speech, he talked about gas prices and how he's going to release 30 billion dollars, 30 billion barrels of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. That is a blip. It will take have no impact on prices. Gas prices are up 36 cents in the last month and 12 cents in the past week. Oil prices on the world market hit $110 per barrel. So the average American driving to work is only going to see his transportation costs go up. And I should point out, a report out recently showed that we're buying 650,000 barrels a day from Russia. Now, we stopped drilling here in this country, but we're buying from Russia. But the unusual thing that went on last night is that most of the time, the Republicans give an opposition address. And that was done by the governor of Iowa. And she did a, did a good job. But it was a bit of departure from the established norms. On Tuesday night, several factions of the Democratic Party decided they had to deliver a response. And that sort of complicates Biden's call for unity. Representative Rashid Tlaib, representing a group called the Working Families Party, a very progressive group, called on Democrats to move forward on passing Biden's expansive social spending agenda, formerly known as the Build Back Better plan. Of course, we know that, that bill's going nowhere. Now, I find it interesting that Tlaib and other members of her squad who call them socialists have yet to come out and condemn the Russian invasion of Ukraine. They've been kind of quiet on that. But Tlaib argued that Republicans, along with some corporate-backed Democrat obstructionists, meaning Joe Manchin, are standing in the way of Biden's agenda. Now then Colin Allred, a Democrat from Texas, he gave remarks on behalf of the Congressional Black Caucus, and he gave the speech pretty good marks overall. Uh, but that's the first time they've had to do Then Representative Josh Gottheimer, he delivered a response on behalf of the Democratic centrists. 
and he sometimes clashed with the other groups. And so you look at things and how they're going, and there were some different conflicts going on. Now, one of the things that Republicans called for is to restart the Keystone Pipeline and to start drilling. Well, Glenn Fis Jen Psaki, the White House press director, she, in an interview said the White House has no plans to pursue that pipeline because it would, quote, take years to have an impact. Well, all the infrastructure bills that we're proposing will take years to have an impact too. Should we stop those? No, it will. none of this stuff can happen and be picked in a day, but it builds for the future and keeps us from these kind of controversies in the future. It's just ironic now. The last thing I want to say, Congresswoman Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Green did themselves and the Republican Party no favors. They were embarrassing, both to the Republican Party and to the office they hold, with their heckling of the president during his president, his speech. And I've seen Democrats do this in the past, and I wish both sides would stop these childish actions. This is the State of the Union. Allow the president to give his speech. You have every opportunity to criticize it, but quit acting like a bunch of little kids in there, and both of those women should be chastised and called to task for this. This has been To My Liberal Friends. Thanks for listening.